Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 483 of the Drunk Desert Podcast. And as always, I'm Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Well, bad times don't last forever, but bad guys do. Goddamn right. Hey, yo. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. Yes. <laughs> yeah, one, of the, one of the best. Rip it. Exactly, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's sad that he passed on and stuff like that. I mean, that was a couple of days worth of, like, thinking, you know, in regards to the best times with Scott Hall and this and that and his times in wrestling and WCW, WWF, and even stints and stuff with AWA when he was tagging with Kurt Hennig at the time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, he passed. He passed a couple of nights ago and stuff. And, yeah, incredibly sad and stuff, but uh, just focusing on the fun times with that. Yeah, but otherwise, you know, it's like I'm doing all right. Just been a busy week, taking care of like a couple of different things at work, dealing with a dog that just seems not to want to uh, calm down at all. <laughs> with a little whimpering, dog, Uh-oh. I will put you to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> how you been doing, Tyler? Doing all right. You know, bit of a crazy day the last uh, couple of days. Um, I had a, uh, I was going, I got off work yesterday. I went to go to my parents' house to get my dog because he, you know, he goes over there when I'm at work and I don't want to be stuck in my tiny ass apartment for, you know, 10 to 14 hours a day. Um, mm-hmm. So he goes over there, you know, he gets their dogs and he gets fed and gets to go outside. And, um, you know, I, my parents live just right off a corner uh, of, a, of a street. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm stopped waiting to make a left turn to get uh to pull into the street there are like a couple houses in and i look at my rear view mirror because i can't turn yet and i see a truck come at me really fast gables and i'm like yeah he's going really fast and he's getting close and then i kind of like look i kind of like glance away see if i can go i glance back up I'm like he's not stopping so i gunned it as hard as i could i just i floored my i just floored with my car and i just hear i hear screeching and bam hit the hit the back of my car uh wow yeah so luckily uh it was raining out and stuff like that uh rush hour um luckily uh for, for me i saw him coming and i hit the i just hit the gas i wasn't like a dead stop uh pulled off to a side road right there got out um not too much damage to my car um some scrapes and some dents and stuff like that but nothing too major wow um so very lucky. I'm okay. You know, I was I was okay. It's a little sore because you get you know you get tense right before you get hit. I think that was and I was like shaking. You know, afterwards I'm like you know my first accident. Um, and uh, he came out and he was younger guy. You know, probably probably a little younger than me. Um, got out. He was like super apologetic, apologized over and over again. And I was like, you know, like hey, I'm okay. Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, he was shaking worse than I was shaking. Um, and um. Uh, I was talking to him, he kept apologizing and apologizing to me like that. I'm like, hey man, it's all right. You know, shit happens. I got, you know, I'm a, I'm a driver. I drive all day. Um, and he's like talking to me and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, we're, we're good. You know, doesn't seem like the damage is too bad. Uh, just let me get your information, stuff like that. Your mm-hmm. insurance information. And he pulls yeah. up, the, uh, pulls up his phone and he has the, the Geico app and he's trying to pull it up. He can't get logged in. And I mean like his whole hand, like he was like visibly shaking. Like he couldn't even like tap the screen. Like he was sh- struggling. I'm just like, uh, he was starting to talk to me for like a minute or two and it's raining out and stuff. 
and he's like, "Hey man, like I'm I'm really sorry. Can I like just uh, give you my like here's my phone number, here's my first name, and then at that like, can I just text you information later?" And I'm like, I'm "Like yeah, but I want can you text me right now?" So he's like, "I had him text me right now." At the end there, so like so I had like I knew he wasn't giving me a fake number, and when he wasn't looking, I wrote down his uh his uh, license plate number and what type of car he had. He was driving a pickup truck, and cause just in case, make sure he was trying to fuck me. Um, and I'm like, all right, man, just send, when you get home, just send me information, please. And, uh, didn't hear from him last night. Didn't hear from him for a couple hours. Uh, my, mm-hmm. it was funny. My parent, I guess my, you know, my dad was home and he heard the tire screech and they heard the bang and he like got up and looked at the window and he could see me. He's like, is that fucking Tyler? And he saw me pull over to the side of the road and, um, you know, he saw me and he's like, oh shit, my mom was like just got home uh right uh right after it happened like as soon as i pulled up they come out and look at it and i tell them what happened stuff like that um and we didn't, i didn't call the cops because i'm like he seemed like super nice all that uh, a couple hours go by i'm at home i send him a text i'm like hey man just wondering if you got the information for me didn't hear anything all night morning comes along uh i called i called my insurance agency i let him know what happened i gave him all the information i had on him I had his had his name had his phone number had his license plate number um, you know, I, I, my mom, like I told my mom his name immediately within a couple seconds, boom, looked him up on Facebook. It's like, is this him? I'm like, yep, that's him. So I knew like, he didn't lie to me about the name. I know he wasn't lying about the phone number and I text him this morning. I'm like, Hey dude, I called Geico. I gave him all my information. I just need your, I need your policy number so we can get the ball rolling on this, uh, to get my car, you know, cause you know, there's some damage to it, but it's like, I, I want to get it fixed obviously. Um, but, uh, didn't hear anything, so I call my parents. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't hmm. get them to respond back to me. I'm like, I hope, like, I'm like worried. Like, now I got really bad anxiety. You know, I'm like, get that like lump in your throat. Like, fuck, man. Like, like, is this guy like not have insurance? He fucking me. Like, he's gonna ignore me. And I'm, I'm like talking to my mom. I'm like, my mom's like, like we'll just fucking harass him. Like we like his Facebook is is is, is public. We can go on there. We can like comment on stuff. My mom like. Uh, like all like he like put all his information on fucking Facebook. Like his work is on there. My mom like, so really all the stories about is like, um, I'm okay. My car is, is it's drivable. Just some like I said bumps and some dents, uh, that could be easily fixed. And, and more most importantly, he's okay. I'm okay. Uh, this is a story about how fucking crazy my mom is. <laughs> all right, I just gotta talk about this. Uh, I'm scared. Um, so I I tell my mom she's like, we'll fucking like I'll go like. They they found like a post that they did like congratulating him on like an anniversary like recently on on his on his workplace's Facebook page and she's like I'll go on his we'll I'll comment uh, I'll harass him I'll call his work I'll comment on his on that on that post from his from his job about oh that's the guy that hit my son won't return his calls and um I'm like I'm like what's not like it's it's been a day it's not even been 24 hours yet like um you know like let's at least give it the weekend before we like go to this exorbitant like manner, you know? Right. Right. Like, I don't want to like, you know, like, and a couple hours go by and I, he texts me, he texts me back with his policy number. I'm like, think I'm like, Oh, huge relief. Thank you. I wish you, you know, you had done this, uh, you know, 15 hours ago, but thank you. Uh, I called Geico and stuff like that. So I, as soon as he sent me the text, I called mom and let her, let her know. And she's like, Oh, okay, cool. It's like, um, she's dri- she's driving. I'm like, oh, where are you at? And she's like, oh, I'm outside his house. <laughs> what? <laughs> my mom. T- 
right? What so the like, fuck? Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? So my mom, my mom's like, I'm like, wait, what? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm parked outside. I'm parked in the street outside his house. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> he fucking scared him into giving the damn policy that I don't, I don't, No, I don't. Like, he, he, my mom said he wasn't home. She's like, she's like, if he was there, I was going to go knock on his door. I'm like, why? Why? Like, you know, it's been, it's been tw- like 12, 15 hours. You know, the accident was like, I'm like, this is like, the accident happened like at five o'clock. Uh, and uh, he texted me like 10, 30, 11. So would have been great if you would text me at like seven o'clock that night, but whatever. He got me the information. And I'm, I'm, right. like, I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing there? And she's like, oh, I'm just, I found him. On, I found his home on Facebook. I'm like, all right. I'm, I searched him up on Facebook and I found, I figured, figured out where he left. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm like, can you go home now, please? Like, leave now? Because, like, Casey, like, just saw some, like, you know, I'm like, and, uh, like, now I was like, now I'm going to get in trouble somehow for this. So, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, Mom, I appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that you care. Uh, but uh, this might be a little too far, you know, especially, like I said, like, like let's at least wait a week like, till Monday before we start harassing this guy. But I, I meant, like, harassing him via facebook or calling him i didn't mean showing up to his house the next morning uh so yeah uh i just had to tell that like um i'm scared gables you can't my mom if you so i guess don't fuck with me because my mom will destroy you i guess is what i'm saying uh it was uh, i'm like i um more respect and terror of my mother uh so i just had to tell that because uh then her fun aside uh, with my mom was like, I, don't know, I was like 18, 19. I was working at this, uh, at this uh, business. And uh, I don't want, it's a big, it's a, I don't want to say the name. It's a big, big ass company. Um, and uh, I was in this uh, department that was like, it was a pretty small department. There's only like four of us in it when most departments had like 15, 20, but we were just, we were like inventory control kind of shit. And um, we had this guy like, like white when i started the manager left so we just didn't have a boss when i started like the week i started was a week he was leaving uh so if like the first like couple months i worked there we just didn't have anybody in charge like we didn't have a, a main manager we didn't have a supervisor or a lead of any sort um so this guy he'd been there for a few years early 20s just frat boy douchebag kind of guy um he would like uh he was full-time and i was a temp working there and he would just sit on his computer all day and cause he wanted to buy a, uh, uh, like a motorcycle and he would just sit on his computer all day and like go on Craigslist and, or, or go on and just like look up motorcycles, look up stuff to buy, like watch videos on, like he would just research. I mean, I'm like, I'm not just saying a couple, like, like a couple hours a day. I'm talking nine to five or whatever the hours were the whole day. He wouldn't oh. move from his desk. And we were like, we weren't sitting around, like we weren't computer jobs. We were like walking around the facility all day. Um, mm-hmm. And he just would shit, he walked in, he'd always be late and he'd come in and he would sit there and just look up shit about, like he'd be on Craigslist all, like he's been on Craigslist most of the day on Craigslist looking to buy a motorcycle for somebody. So, um, you know, kind of, I don't want to make this a long story. So, and every day I was like 18 or 19, you know, I just graduated high school like a few months earlier. And I come up from, you know, I come up, this is like my first like real professional job. And uh, I was like, come home every day, and I just complain and like bitch about it to my parents. But like, he doesn't like he didn't do anything. He just like I'm the new guy, I'm a temp. 
and he just makes me do shit. And I'm like, I don't, I'm worried that he's like, I'm a temp. They can like, let me go at any point in time. So I'm like, I'm worried that they're going to, you know, like he can, you know, he's been there the longest in our department. He can fuck me over. And there was like, the other guy was like his right. Like he just kind of whatever did his like thing. They would like do like, I'm not making this up. They would do like, they, they were taking like acid at work. And they would just take like that. I'm like, they wouldn't do it. Like they would get, go to go to lunch for an hour when they had a 30 minute break, come back s- super high, like tripping and drunk, uh, not making any of the shit up. Wow. And I would complain about it every day when I come home from work. And I think my mom just got sick of me complaining. And she put on Craigslist. Uh, I don't want to say his name. You know, first name, put his first name and last name, get off Craigslist and go to work. And just as a joke, she did it. And she put it in like in one of the sections he would go into. Anyways, another yeah. employee there found it and sent, gave it to him and sent the link to, of that, that uh, Craigslist posting to a manager. So then the manager <laughs> sent it up. And then so they had the IT guy go to his computer and look up and see what he would do all day. And oh, found no. all of this. He was quickly walked out of the building and fired for that. Wow. And I'm like, I call my I call my mom like because she told me she did it. And I was like, oh okay, whatever. It's kind of funny. Like, so my mom was like, yeah. My mom like my mom kind of felt bad because she's like, I didn't want to get him fired. I just wanted him to see it and like know well, that like, hey, we're fucking with, like, hey, like get to work. So yeah. So anyways, my mom's fucking crazy. All right. Uh, don't fuck with her. <laughs> uh, I'm scared. I'm more scared than I ever have before. Uh, and she's beat my ass before, like when I was a child. She'd like, you know, get a spanking. Uh, but now I'm more terrified than ever. Uh, so don't double cross me or my mother because she will destroy you. Uh, so anyways, uh, I just had to tell that because uh, I had to tell somebody because it's fucking wild. Uh, but anyways, yeah, this that's is pretty wild. But still, yeah. Uh, so this is not the podcast where we talk about how crazy our parents are. Uh, this is the Drunk Ashers podcast where we talk about video games each and every week. We come at you with this. Uh, if you're enjoying this or you enjoy us. Or if this is your first time or last time, or if you've left already, uh, please come back because we'll get. Well, we're actually going to talk about the, the reasons why we're here, and that's talk about video games, Gables. While I drink some beer, uh, and I don't want to toast beer to Scott Hall, but love you, Scott Hall. Rest in power, buddy. Um, but this is a video game podcast. We talk about video games. If you're liking all this, please uh, like, follow, subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, click that like button over there by Gables Junk. It'll make him very happy. Uh, Leave us a comment, share people. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please download our audio version. Uh, go to uh, iTunes, Apple, whatever it's called now, uh, Spotify, all those things. Give us a five-star review. Leave a comment, tell how much you like us, uh, and download us. Because every time we download us, we get a penny. And I don't, I'm not even kidding. We get one penny uh, every time we download us. So okay, give, give us, download, download them all. Just go in, download them all. Because that's like five bucks if you download every podcast that we posted. Uh, and you know, maybe Gables and I could buy coffee. At the end of the month. There you go. Um, that'd be nice. Uh, so anyways, uh, do all that. Tell your friends so then they can download us uh, more and we can get more. We can get more copies. Um, but anyways, this is Junk Tester Podcast. And we're going to talk about some video games. So Gables, I want to jump into it right away. I made you watch this trailer because I told you I want to talk about it. Um, yes. Because I'm very excited about this game. Uh, Super Massive Games, the guys that made Intel Dawn, they're doing the um, Dark dark Picture Anthologies. Uh, you've heard me talk. If you've listened to this for a while, you've. You know, you've heard me talk a lot about Until Dawn, I think was my second favorite game of the year. It came out, I think, 2015, uh, second or third. Um, and, uh, you know, there was a big hit. Like, uh, 
Jacob Knuckles, when he used to record with us, he loved it. Justin, when he, he played it, he loved it. When they used to record with us back then. I don't know if you played it or not. Um, but, no. Okay. It was, it was super awesome, cheesy uh, horror, horror game where, like, you know, kind of like quick time event type stuff, decision making. Um, but uh, they've been doing, they, after that, they uh, had a deal with Nam- Namkai Ban- Banco uh, to make the Dark, Dark Pictures Anthology games. And they've been kind of hit or miss, but they've been gradually getting better. They made three. Uh, House of Ashes right. made my top ten list last year, and I felt like it was a first time since Until Dawn where like you're seeing that magic that they had. Uh, but they've been like cheaper game, like thirty dollar games. Uh, where Until Dawn was like a full fledged game. Uh, this these ones have been like thirty bucks. You know, you could beat them in a night, four hours, give or take. Um, but the quality just hasn't been there. Um, the budget obviously isn't there, but they're still very good games. But I feel like how, uh, House of Ashes, the game from last year, was like the first time that like this is very this is like really really good. Uh, where they, where the previous two were like they're okay, uh, but anyways, this is like their uh, they they call it their like spiritual successor to all it's all done. Uh, like they like this is like full bore into this. Um, uh, they, this is a partnership deal they have with Two K. It's called the Quarry. Um, it's got a ton of actors in this one. Like so, all of their games actually have like actors in it. Um, so you'll you'll see. Like, I don't remember like all the names of the but like if you see the you see the characters, like oh I've seen all these people. Uh, and a lot of things. Um, so some of the actors, they got fucking David Arquette uh, in here yep. from like the Scream franchise. Uh, Ariel Winter, she was in like uh, Modern Family. Family, sorry. Uh, Ethan Suppley, he did like Wolf on Wall, uh, Wall Street. Remember the Titans? Um, he's actually, um, uh, I don't know if Gables ever watched Boy Meets World, uh, but in the Boy Meets World universe, Vader was his dad. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> So that is uh, some bitter. He was a really, really big guy. Um, and now he's lost a ton of weight and I, I didn't even recognize it. The fact that it was him. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we have, uh, Lynn Shway. Um, um, she's like the older lady. She was like in insidious. She's like in the Sidious franchises. She was in grudge. She was a landlord from Kingpin. I don't know if you remember oh, that wow. one when she told, uh, uh, Woody Harrelson to work on his tongue exercises. Um, it's great. One of my all time favorite movies. Uh, Miles Robin, he was like in 2018's uh, Halloween. Uh, Grace Zabriskie, she was in Armageddon. Poor girl. Um, let's see if there's anybody. Uh, there's a lot of people in here like from recognizable stuff. Like you have like uh, one guy, uh, Halston Sage is from like, she's in like the X-Men movies. Uh, Zach Tinker, he's from like the one of the main stars from 13 Reasons Why. Um, right. They got the guy that uh, Justice Smith, he's kind of like one of the bigger stars like they're kind of promoting outside of David Arquette. Like, he uh he was the main guy main kid in Detective Pikachu. Um, okay, he's been yeah. a couple of stuff. And Sam Ram Sam Raimi, who did like the original Evil Deads and did like the original oh, yeah, like, yeah. Spider Man Tobey Maguire trilogy, uh, very well known. Does really great horror movies. Uh, th- his brother Ted Raimi, Ted Raimi is also in this movie. Um, but they like they talk about like a lot of their um, what they're using as like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for inspiration. Uh, is like the old school like Friday Thirteenth Evil Dead movies like that Sam Raimi charm like if Sam Raimi made a Friday Thirteenth movie this is what this is uh, and it's coming June tenth which is shocking like uh, I heard about the game earlier like I was at work so I don't I don't really hear too much about what's going on in the world um, and like I heard I heard it got announced I'm like oh cool that's, that's awesome it's probably like a 2023 game or I thought it was like the next Dark Picture Anthology thing so I got home and I watched the trailer. June 10th. I'm like, holy fuck, that's like three months away. Fuck yeah. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm a super, I'm pumped for this. And we're, we're getting two uh, uh, Supermassive Games 
games this year. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I love this trailer uh, that we had for it. Like it's a bunch of kids uh, that are in a they're in a camp uh and like david arquette is like freaking out like don't leave the house like they got stuck there for an additional night uh, like they're just a bunch of teenagers uh basically running a summer camp it looks like uh so i don't know i i, I think this looks fantastic gables uh i had you watch trailer i guess you said you haven't really played any other games before but what was your thoughts i thought that looked kind of like a sort of a classic horror theme type of uh, setting you know in that regards going from some horror movies Think about the campfire and everything else like that, you know, it kind of has hints of like, say, Friday the 13th in that regards, you know, some similarities to it, maybe not entirely. From what I've seen, it seems like they got some pretty solid voice acting work in regards to not just like David Arquette. I mean, that's kind of funny for me to say that for David Arquette, but uh, for the other actors as well involved in the project and stuff. And it looks like it's going to be an interesting type of uh, adventure game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait. They said this is like a full fledged game. This isn't like the. This game is seventy dollars or sixty bucks if you get them on last gen. So this is not. Okay. Th- this is a full fledged. It's a longer game. It's gonna be like a, probably a six to eight hour game where the previous one, like that, like I said, the Dark Picture anthologies are typically around four. Uh, so we're talking a lot longer. They put a lot more tech, a lot more into this. Uh, but yeah, I'm like I said, I'm incredibly pumped for this. Uh, I was talking about last week of the games that are dated. Forspoken was the most. Uh, like anticipated uh that i bumped that spot the quarry is now my next one because I, I i talk about all the time like i i love super i love until dawn uh like me like a lot of people have not been huge fans of the house or the dark pictures anthology stuff uh, like i said it's getting better but and we want like a, like it's like if they were to get i'd rather they got bought by playstation than you know kind of go on do their own thing and do partnership deals because i think i couldn't imagine what they what they would do if they uh, were able to have that full budget and just do what they wanted to do. I'd rather have every two or three years get a big game from them than every year get these smaller games that are different. Uh, but yeah, I, like I said, I'm really pumped. Uh, I don't want, I just keep saying it over and over again, but yeah, this game looks uh, fantastic and I can't wait. I don't know how they do it, games. I don't know how they keep uh, pumping these things out, but they, uh, they're doing it. Um, but moving on here, Gables. Uh, moving on to the next thing here. Um, so uh, I don't know. I don't know, Gables. If like there's something like how you want to cover this one or not. If you have something you want to say about it, uh, Hogwarts Legacy had a state of play. Um, this was announced a couple years ago, but it was leaked years and years ago. Uh, yes. Like th- when they did like a, a focus group thing on it, like in 2017. So we've known about this for a long time, but it finally got revealed at the one of the PlayStation events in 2020. Um, obviously, there's a lot of issues going on with like J.K. Rowling. Um, I have my opinion on the whole thing. Um, so take it with what you will. Like Gables, do you want to give your opinion on it? You're more than welcome to do so. Um, my personal opinion right, is, right. Um, like, and you can take it with a grain of salt. Whatever. Like, I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do. Um, for me personally, you know, uh, you want to know my background on things. Uh, I've been able, been legally able to vote four times for, for presidential elections. I've done Democrat all four times. Uh, never even was a. a second guess on who I was going to vote for. Always knew who I was going to vote for. Uh, I walked in a uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, pro- uh, protest. Uh, sorry. Uh, a couple of years ago, summer of 2020. Um, so I'm all for, you know, trans rights, everything like that. Uh, but my personal opinion is, and I'm just a white guy on the internet. Um, 
that if you want to buy this game, totally fine. If you are repulsed by J.K. Rowling's for the things, her her beliefs, the things she says, and the misinformation she throws out there, that's fine too. Um, I think a big problem with everybody in the world today is that too many people try to tell other people how they should feel about things. And I'm not going to be the guy to do that. Um, and if you could take that for what you will, uh, if you want to the podcast off for that reason, that's fine, I guess. Um, but I'm not going to judge you for um, buying this game. I'm not going to judge you if you say, hey, I don't want to support her. That's fine, too. So um, I just want to get that out there before we cover it because I feel like it's something you know, everybody should touch. I know it's a big deal going on right now. Cables, if you have something you want to add on top of that, please go ahead. All right. So from the initial points that uh, I did watch, I did watch the entirety of that state of play in terms of the Hogwarts legacy because I kind of wanted to get a good grasp and feel of what this game and especially what the gameplay is all about really and from the impression i got it's more of like an open world almost esque type of uh mm -hmm. game with it has yes it does have its thing with like the whole schooling and stuff like that for the hogwarts and stuff like that but there are multiple different areas it looks like from the initial impression it gives you sort of like an open world sort of thing but i think it's kind of like one of those things where it could be like in sections you know, kind of like how with yeah. the Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say, Gables, it looks like Bully. Bully. Remember Bully? And how so? Yeah. Well, just like, yeah, PS2 uh, game. it's like a semi-open world. Um, mm -hmm. There's like different sections. You go to class. Uh, you get better You get better stats and better things by going to class. And there are just mini games in this class. Um, it just looks like um, we just made – we took Bully – and we put it in a Harry Potter world, and that's the entire vibe I got for this game. Uh, better gameplay. You're not. You're not. Bombs the toilet. Yeah, uh, it's, you, you know, you're not like beating the shit out of uh, football players. Uh, instead, you're you know, you're doing magic tricks with a stick. Um, you're not doing slingshots at people. You're like actually like setting people on fire. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think the, the Pokemon Legends Arceus actually is a good like where. It's open. It's open areas, not so much an open yes. world. But uh, yes. go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, other than the initial impressions that I got from looking at the general gameplay, I mean, a bunch of the stuff I did see. You know, the quality in regards to how the game looks. I mean, that's fine. The overall terms of like, say, some of the open world things, kind of interesting, and to an extent, stuff like that. I'm kind of interested in seeing how well that's going to hold together because they're aiming for like a holiday 2022 release. Correct. I kind of. I kind of wonder in regards to whether or not we're probably going to see like another major update. And that's this game, like about months down the line before that point, which I'm, I would assume. Yeah. Especially if you're going to try to advertise it during like a holiday period and stuff. But, uh, initial things is I thought it looked okay for what I initially saw, you know, but if they're definitely aiming for a late 2022, like release with this type of a game and stuff, it kind of, feels like it's going to be buried by the other open world style games that we've had initially released this year. I mean, I'm not talking just about Elden Ring. I'm talking about Horizon Forbidden West. I'm talking about Pokemon Legends Arceus. I feel like that for the late holiday 2022 release, probably not the best idea. And yeah. the reason why I say that is I feel like this game is going to be completely ignored in regards to what 
what has been available on the market right at this moment and what will be going through and available in regards to just open world style games themselves. I'm not taking into account like other genre types of games that we have yet to see. And I'm especially not and I'm especially taking into account, you know, God of War Ragnarok is going to be releasing sometime by the end of this year too. And the thing about it is like I feel like this game from what I've seen from its state of play it looks good, but there's nothing that really I saw personally that has me more etched to wine to say, oh, this is going to be a great game. This is a day one buy, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that's, but that sort of ties into me as a person where it's like, I'm not the biggest fan of Harry Potter in general. I've read a couple of the books. I've gave myself like a little bit of like a leeway, say, hey, I'm going to give the books a shot. I read through like a couple of them, you know, and I do have the books. I can read them if I want to. But the source material and sort of like the longevity of what it's like, I'm kind of like moderate with like with the Harry Potter stuff in general. I mean, yeah. give or take what the hell J.K. Rowling has said or done or anything in that regards. It's like I feel like the game in of itself just seems like it's like a good but not a great game for the initial impression I saw with the state of play. And overall, you know, I think it's this is going to be good for the ones that are hardcore Potter fans that want to invest inside of a somewhat open world style of game and just enjoy themselves but i'll tell you what the most surprising thing that's come out of this is there's a switch port that actually makes me feel like and how's this gonna work and it's not a cloud one it's like it's getting a physical release <laughs> so i think they i think personally many AAA, like not just AAA, but just many third-party developers are going to avoid the cloud base thing because of the whole kingdom Hearts shit yeah but i mean yeah the cloud the Kingdom Hearts thing was just like a lazy port by uh square enix um yeah agreed it, uh, yeah i'm i'm i come away from this and like i agree i think this could be a very good game uh i don't think it's i don't when i was watching it i'm like i think it looks it looks like it could be a lot of fun like and it's like this if this is the closest i get to bully maybe i'll be maybe i'm more interested so i'm like I'm, I'm i'm i guess i'm more of a fan of you but i'm not gonna say i'm like a big fan like I remember, like, I, I watched the movies when they, when they, uh, I remember, like, Justin loaned me all of the DVDs that were out. I think the first three, three or four movies were out, uh, by mm -hmm. that point. And I watched them all in a row in a weekend. And then I went to oh, that, wow. that midnight showing with them. I think there was eight movies. So, like, the fourth, is it the fourth or fifth one? But then, like, I really enjoyed it. But I, like, it just, I thought, like, the, mm -hmm. the last couple, I just, I just, Stone, Goblet of Fire. Let's see. Well, they, cause there's seven, cause they broke the last book, the movie, the last book up into two movies. Oh, that's right. Deathly Hollows. I think. Yeah, that was like was. a big thing back then when they would like Twilight. The last book got two movies, and Hunger Games, same thing. Um, yeah, just keep churning out money. Um, Harry Potter or uh, Hobbit got broken up in, like the two hundred page book that got broken up into three movies. Um, uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, like I said, like I, I kind of like petered off towards the end with those. And I just didn't think the last couple of movies were very good. But like that's kind of like the the extent of my fandom. So it's easy for me to like. You know, say like, say the things like I said at the beginning, uh, but um, yeah, I thought it looked looked pretty good. I, I'm I'm surprised. Like, I think it's like a licensed game. I don't think this will be like, I think Spider Man, Spider Man 2018, and like Miles Morales are maybe like the gold standards. Like I think off the top of my head, as far as like licensed properties go for, uh, getting a big huge game, um, and I don't think it'll be that, but I. I feel like maybe, I wouldn't be shocked if it's like a tier below that or maybe a tier or two below that, which could still be very good games. Uh, and I was stunned by how good this game actually looked. Um, like it could be actually yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. Like, I'm curious, like, you know, like, you know, like what is 
the overall plot of this game? What's the overall point? Like, how much, like you said, like, is this open world? Is this open area? How, you know, it's like, and like you said, towards if, if we're looking at the end of this year, like, I think it will, I don't know if it'll so much get buried because I feel like having that Harry Potter IP will give it a bolt, a, a boost for, for people. Um, but yeah, like you're going out to the, you know, to that time here, like, there's probably going to be one or two, at least one probably big Ubisoft game, Call yeah. of Duty. We talked, we just talked about this a couple weeks ago with like Nintendo games, like how big this year is going to be. It's going to be a ton of Nintendo games coming out this fall. Uh, yes. Pokemon, uh, Bayonetta 3, uh, Mario Plus Rabbids, possibly, uh, maybe Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, we talked about just last week, uh, Forspoken got delayed to October. Gotham Knights uh, got delayed to um, October 25th. We have two big yes. open world games coming out. Within two weeks of each other, um, so that's a, that time frame is already packed, and now you're gonna be packed in there with, um, you know, Gotham Knights is coming from, you know, like we know there's good quality. That's another license, like the, you know, the Gotham, the Arkham games are maybe this should be a, in that tier with Spider-Man as far as licensed property games go. Um, so we we already know that we can get good, really good quality Batman games. Mm-hmm. So you have to speak like. Forspoken, I mean, it's Forspoken's a new IP, but it's PlayStation exclusive, so they're going to push the hell out of it. And also, it's um, Square Enix, so uh, no, we don't really know much about uh, Avalanche Games on this one. Uh, you look at like what they made in the past; it's the Disney Infinity stuff mostly. Yes. Um, so, like, they're known for they've worked on licensed games, but it's usually like the the bad licensed games that we think of. Um, so, like, Ugh. we don't know how like they don't have the ped- the pedigree as a lot of these other franchises or these studios do that are coming out. So yeah, I think, I think it'll come out. It's going to do very well just because it has that Harry Potter. Like the Avengers came out and that game wasn't very good, but um, it was one of the 10 best selling games of the year that year. Um, so just having the IP will help. I mean, obviously the Avengers at that point was one of the biggest IPs going at that point. Uh, and maybe to this day still is uh, where Harry Potter hasn't like, we get the fantastic beast stuff, but it's not, if this came out 10 years ago, this would be fucking huge. But uh, anyways, I'm kind of rambling here. I'm sorry. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it'll look really good. I it looks pretty surprising. Uh, I was not, when, when we first heard about this game, I was not expecting uh, three, four, or five years ago when we heard about it initially. I was not, this was not what I was anticipating. Not what I was expecting. No. I think it looks, um, it's a, it's better than what I think I said. I think, I think everybody came away from it looking at it better than we initially thought. Um hmm. Yeah, well, like I said, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see when uh, we see more of it. I, that's one I'm going to be very curious when the reviews come out, what people say about it, because uh, you know that's one of those ones where I think like comes out and people are glowing about it. I'll probably give it a shot, uh, depending on what it really also obviously that depends on what's coming out. Like if it comes out and there's four other games coming out that month, you know, it's like uh, you know we don't we don't get paid to do this. We get literally the the pennies you get we get from you downloading this podcast. Um, so we don't really make any money off this podcast. We've, we've lot, we, 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 we are thousands of dollars in debt for doing this podcast. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, we, we have to buy this, buy these games with the money that we, we make from our day jobs. So, uh, and also we don't have time to play games. So, um, well we have time, but we don't have a lot of time to play games. Uh, but moving on Gables to our next topic here. Uh, I don't know much to say about this one. This could be like a very quick one. Um, so Jeff Grubb's been reporting this for a while, and no one's really picked up on it. Uh, and then, so EA just came out this week and said that there will be new, no EA Play this year. So, um, hmm. 
typically we have one every year, usually around E3 time. Um, we had one last year during E3. We had one, um, I think like we August had of 2020. One last year? Yeah, last oh, yeah, year during August E3. Twenty and we did have one last we, year. Yeah, we had E3 last year. Then we had one in like August where they announced Skate in 2020. Uh, they mm-hmm. announced new Skate 4, whatever the fuck it's going to call it. Um, I don't really feel like this is a big loss because uh, these things are just never good. Like they try, they'll like don't like the only time they're like any good is when they like announce games, but they announce. But I I bitch about them all the time because they announce these games, but they announce them like when like they just announced they're in development. And I what we've talked about, I've I've talked about it over and over again. Like these are just advertisements to hey come work for our studio, and I get it. But it's like how many times do we see Mass Effect Andromeda? How many times do we see Star Wars Battlefront? How many times have we seen Dragon Quest or Dragon Age Four? Uh, we've seen that game for like five, like four or five years uh, ago, and that game is maybe gonna come out next fall uh, at the earliest, uh, probably twenty twenty four. Um, so I don't know. I like. Uh, um, I'm not too bummed about because like the, they're better than they used to be. Because uh, before it was all sports, 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 sports. Uh, we get some shitty unravel game, uh, and then like they would announce a game that's eight years away, um, and that was like the big thing, and, like. They've tried to do it better by like not focusing so much on the sports, focusing on other stuff. But like I said, like a lot of time the other stuff is like stuff we've already seen several times before. So I don't think it's a huge loss. Um, we do have the rumors of there's going to be the reveal of um, uh, uh, Fallen Order Two. Uh, it's supposed to be announced I, in May during like uh, they have like a, a Star Wars event in May, uh, and there's so it sounds like it's going to be revealed there officially. Um, and possibly coming out later this year, um, could be interesting because there's also like they're aiming for this year, but it could come out next year. But we already know Death Space is coming out early next year, so that could be kind of interesting how that's going to work out. But I don't know, Gables. Um, like I'm a big fan of Madden, but I don't need to see it in my E3 or, or anything. But what what do you think, Gables? This is a no real loss. I'll be perfectly honest with you. The past couple of times we've seen an EA play and corresponding E3s, they have been subpar at best. And mostly because of terrible game reveals and also in terms of some of the most funniest cringe moments I can remember in terms of like gaming presentations, even like with E3 was long past. But I'll tell you what, the last major E3 that we had and stuff where they showcased Command and Conquer and how lukewarm that game was. Yeah, Yeah. you know, from a PR perspective, this is the best that EA could have possibly done by canceling an EA play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's almost, I think it's just better that like just you know, like announce stuff when you have news. You know, just don't do like or if you have like a really awesome like I'm all for like an EA play being around. Like I'm like they do a lot of big games. Like I get like why you want to do them. Um but uh they just haven't figured out how to do it yet. Uh and I don't really feel they're like they're too that corporate. Hard. That's the thing though. And yeah, but a I mean, lot of like, that corporate stuff just oozes yeah. over into their conferences and it's just so fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, the president of the company just always looks like a... I mean, he looks like an actual robot. Um, Andrew... I don't remember his last name. I think I'm, I could be I could be fucking up his old first name. Um, I used to memorize that. This is what I was talking about a few weeks ago. Was, I'm losing that. I can't remember anything anymore. Uh, but moving <laughs> on. Uh, so next up here. Um, Grand Theft 7 Gables. Uh so it's kind of like interesting, interesting stuff going on with this game, like pre-release. So like the reviews came out, pretty good, positive. Oh, pretty yeah, very positive. Uh, I drafted it in my fantasy league. Suck it, Gables. 
Um, and uh, doing pretty well for me. Doing pretty well. For, it seems like a lot of people are liking it. Uh, so they did the Activision thing where they Activision did this, I believe, with the Crash Bandicoot racing game, uh, mm-hmm. where they had microtransactions, but they didn't activate the microtransactions until after the reviews came out. Wow. Yes. Um, and so people were, were I mean, they, the microtransactions were known they're going to be in there, but they didn't know to the extent of how bad these were going to be. Right. Um, so I, I was reading some articles because like we're, we're not. I'm not like I enjoyed Forza Horizon Five. I like playing Mario Kart. I'll talk about Mario Kart more later. Um, you know I like fun racing games, but I've never been a Grand Turismo guy. I don't like the simulation ones. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, so like GT Sports, which was the last Grand Turismo game, like they had microtransactions. Uh, so if you wanted to buy cars or stuff like that or buy more credits, you could. But most of the like the cars range from anywhere from one dollar to five dollars which not bad you know like we live in a world where micro like here's my thing with micro i get it, they suck uh, but video games like the cost of making video games uh has skyrocketed 10 20 times the amount they were 10 15 years ago uh so and games have only gone up ten dollars in the last 15 years there's got to be a point where you know either we start paying 90 to 100 dollars for a game or we keep it about the price rat uh and we, we got to deal with some microtransactions here and there and i understand there's a balancing act we bitch about them when they're bad we bitch we, we we throw them under the bus uh and i try to be fair uh i will rip the shit out of ea i will rip the shit out of 2k i'll rip the shit out of anybody uh that does bad microtransactions i love playstation you know i'm a big playstation guy i love, I love all the consoles but you know I've, I've leaned heavily playstation uh i've you know the last six years or so now uh, where I was a big Nintendo and Xbox guy before that, I, I rotate around. Uh, but you know, the last, you know, last generation, uh, I've been a PlayStation guy. I feel like it's only fair that you know now it's time, Gibbles, let's rip the shit out of fucking PlayStation. Uh, and right. uh, I'm all let's fuck it. It's been a long time coming. Let's do it. Um, so, uh, the cost of cars in this game go from anywhere from five dollars, which was the which was the maximum in GT Sports. Two forty dollars gables for a car for a car um for the most expensive car in the game it was i don't even know what i don't i'm not a car guy i don't fucking know what it means uh the most expensive ga- cars in the game are forty dollars the cheapest cars are five dollars um and on top of that gables uh they did a they did an update recently where like you can you can buy credits to buy these cars or buy upgrades or whatever for your cars um mm-hmm. then or you can play the game and earn the credits just like you could in any other game they did an update yes. recently, Gables, where they lowered the amount of credits you earn in game while playing the game to make it Ow. harder for you to buy these things by playing the game. Piss a lot of people off. Wow. They did an update recently. Yeah, so then they had to do a up- new update. Uh, and all, this is you can play this game single player, you can play this game online, but you have to be online to play the game. That's another issue. So there was a new update that had to come out. Uh, instead of just putting an update where you can download it, uh, they realized that it could cause people to lose their saves, lose their progress, uh, which if you put a lot of money into this game, might piss a lot of people off. Uh, oh, it, yeah. So, or it would just pe- piss me off in general if I didn't put in a dime in this game. But it would really piss me off if I put some money into this game on top of the $70. Uh, so they shut the game. They took the game down. Uh, so it just be for a few hours. It ended up being over 30 hours. Uh, the game was down for 
Finally came back up Friday afternoon. Took it down like I think like Thursday morning. Didn't come back up till Friday afternoon. Um, so yeah, a lot of people are pissed uh, about this game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where getting, like, this is, like this is bad. This is re- this is real dumb. This is real bad. Kills. Yes, I understand. Let's address a couple of different things right with this game, and let's go with the most obvious one: the microtransactions. The microtransactions, I can understand if you have like certain cosmetic stuff, you know, but when you have adequate amount of money you have to spend on specific credits in order to advance yourself to get like the cars that you want or could potentially go through and make the game easier for you in that regards. And for some of the cars being upwards up to about $40 for some of like the later end game cars and stuff, that is fucking ridiculous. I mean, granted, it's a choice. But at the same time, it is a horrible choice because quintessentially it's like what we were stating before with this game in and of itself. You know, it's a $70 game. Mm-hmm. You spend a $70 game, you could play it as it as it is in that regards. But at the same point, this is taking away the progress and the feeling of accomplishment from taking away just increments of amounts that you could be earning playing this game the regular way and forcing players that do not have a lot of time, do not have a lot of patience into investing inside of these currencies in order to get these higher echelon cars to bleed more money out of the consumer. And this in every, and in this perspective, this is horrible. Not only by what uh, polythem, like polythemy, polyphony digital has put out yeah, I went that but whole thing all... without trying to say it because I knew I'd fuck it up. I appreciate you going for it though. Yeah, polyphony. <laughs> I can't. I can't say the word. Yes, not only by that company, but also in terms of like with Sony in general. You know, this is a horrible. I mean, we've seen horrible microtransactions in games before. I mean, we've seen multiple things in regards to EA in terms of Activision, Blizzard in terms of Ubisoft. With Sony issuing this in regards to Gran Turismo Seven, I mean. <laughs> This is just horrible all the way around, in my honest opinion. But another issue with this, and it's probably, I would argue, sometimes even the most damning issue that this game has, is the online DRM. An online DRM, I mean, DRM in general, gamers hate. And because of the fact that it takes away a lot of the control that you as a gamer have in regards to playing your content that you've bought... Now, in terms of online games, PC gamers are no stranger to this. There's a reason why PC gamers avoid a lot of games that have DRM stuff. It's because you cannot play the games offline. You have to always connect online. But if ever the game is, like, unavailable, like, certain portions of an on, like, multiplayer game or whatever the hell game is unavailable and stuff, like, say, licensing issues takes the game off the storefront, you know you're not left with being able to play this fucking game that you just bought. No. And so for Gran Turismo 7, it was down for 30 hours. You could not play the single-player portions of it. You know what you could play, though? You could play the demo of Gran Turismo 7 over that 30-hour maintenance. There was, like, an arcade mode you can play, uh, but you couldn't go in the garage. You couldn't, like, customize it. You couldn't change anything. You couldn't do anything else. There's like a a small arcade mode that you're able to play. That was it. So more than 90% of this game is connected online. That's the biggest issue. This is mostly a offline single-player experience. 
if you choose to go and do on like multiplayer stuff, that's you, you know, you do whatever you want to do. But in regards to a good chunk of players who bought this game that want to just enjoy going through the career modes, unlocking the different cars the normal way and stuff, they're screwed both ways. They can't earn enough credits in order to unlock the cars they want. And two, they can't even get into the game or connect onto the game to like go forth and enjoy themselves. Maybe if on having one day or two off of work a week or whatsoever. But then with the online digital, like the online DRM stuff and potentially licensing issues aside, I mean, this game potentially down the road, if those licensing deals go off and stuff, that is going to potentially lead for the gamers not being able to play this game in <laughs> like possibly five, maybe seven years from now. I mean... The reason why I bring that up is because look at the example that Microsoft has done with its Forza, like Forza games in the past, where they took it off, like Forza Horizon, like two, three, and like some of their motorsports games due to car licensing issues. And a, like I've stated before, a lot of the issues with this DRM stuff that gamers have is because the game makers have a lot of control in terms of trying to prevent all sorts of. They're saying it's to prevent a lot of like the online cheating and this and that and. That regards, but more or less, it's kind of aiming itself now to being, oh, hey, we have control over what, how, like, when you can enjoy our content. And if we go through, we can take it off, you know? I mean, we're going to do that. We're going to make you pay all over again just to go and get another game and that sort of esh type of experience. That's mm -hmm. how I personally have felt it was being interpreted as, as going through a bunch of this news for Gran Turismo 7. A lot of what this game issues has been not only in terms of like morality standards in regards to the gaming, like in game players and like the developers and whatever the hell, but also in terms of like it being a step down and kind of not, not just kind of though, but being like, <sighs> I'm trying to think of the word of it. Like, like it's nearly like false advertising in some retrospects. And it's more insidious is because that Polyphony Digital hid a lot of these things until after the game reviews were set out. If these microtransactions and this issue started at launch, there would have been no way this game would have gotten the high grades that it did at its current state. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's fucked for the most part, you know? I mean, yeah, this... It's probably going to be some issues and stuff we're going to probably not hear too much about, like come like a week or two down the line, unless they extremely shit the bed with this game. But at the same point, now you have millions of game. You have quite a few gamers now. I wouldn't say maybe a couple million or so. Maybe there's going to be a select few gamers out there that are going to look at that and say, I don't want to invest in Gran Turismo 7 now. I mean, I don't care if it's getting like 80s or 90s or 9 yeah. out of 10s or whatsoever and stuff. The fact is... You can't play the game when you want to, and the game developer wants to make sure that it controls the experience of what you can enjoy and how how less content you can enjoy unless you put more money into it to eventually evaporate into nothing. That's That's just the overall concept of it. It's just pointless, some of it, and it's also just miss you know you know just misinformation for a lot of this shit yeah um yeah i agree with pretty much everything you said like it's it's fucked up it's it's kind of sneaky it's snaky like when you're doing when we're comparing you to like 
um, Activision on I should I should be careful when I say talking about comparing things to Activision nowadays. Actually, you can because they have a bunch of sexual misconduct uh, lawsuits going against them. So yeah, you can look at them. God damn, it's getting worse. Um, yeah, right. but, uh, but if you like look at them from like, you're doing like, we're comparing you to Activision on like sneaky, like corporate shit you do as far as like, like I said, like with them, uh, you know, putting out the, putting the Microsoft, uh, the microtransaction store up right after the reviews come out. So people can't go in like people have already seen the reviews stuff like that. Uh, and the, the initial first view is out there. People aren't going to hear about that shit later. Um, and like I said, microtransactions are a part of video gaming now. I understand that it's like they're not going to go away, uh, right? Just, but there's a balance. There's there's like, you know, it's like some you know you like I look at like you know talk about politics nowadays. No no nobody wants to meet in the middle anymore. It's got to be 100 this way, 100 that way. And I feel like microtransactions is one of those things where gamers uh, want to keep you know we want to keep be able to keep buying games that we love and view you know, uh, but also corporations and businesses and stuff like that they want to make more money. These things cost. Way more than they ever had cost before, and they're only going up, getting it more expensive. We got to meet in the middle somewhere. Microtransactions is that middle, uh, and I understand yes. that. Uh, but there's a balancing act to it, and like we said, like we talked, like we we raved about years ago with Battlefront Two. Uh, I quit. I used to love NBA Two K, but uh, I used to love doing the career mode thing, and uh, it's it's so riddled with microtransactions. I quit playing them, um, and you know stuff like that. Like obviously, we're not grandchildren guys or anything, but yeah, it's fucked up. It's shitty, and like the fact that you're charging me. Uh, more than half the price of the initial cost to buy the game to buy a singular car is pretty shitty. Like I understand, put it like you know, like Rocket League. I'll um, I've I've bought I've bought in several cars uh, with real money in that game, but I love that game. I put hundred hours into it, and with those games, the price of those things cost five bucks, like less right. than it would cost me to go to the McDonald's. Like that, like that's an affordable like oh five bucks. I'm like I'm you know forty bucks is like fuck man, that's like a good chunk of my grocery bill right there, you know, or like, yeah, really? that's like that, that, that can help me pay fucking part of my cell phone. But like, that's one of those, like when, when, uh, Microsoft gets to the point where like, you got to start thinking about like, can I, can I actually, do I have the money for that type thing? Well, it's like that quick. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'll buy it. That's all. You know, that's the point of those things. Like it's the point of things like, that's why candy bars are and, and like right there when you're, when you're checking out, oh, it's only a dollar. Fuck it. Throw it in there. That's really get you. And that's fine. I understand it. Part of business, part of life, whatever. Uh, but yeah, when you start charging me that much money for that thing, and then all the other shit on top of it, it's just garbage. Uh, you guys, we everybody, we should know better by now. Uh, we've gone through this. Um, I don't know why it's still a thing. Uh, why people still like? Oh, it's been a couple of years since someone's done some this some this stupid. We'll do it. It's that fucking Arrested Development meme, uh, where it's uh, Tobias Fuke talking to his wife. He's like. I mean, this doesn't work for anybody, but maybe it'll work for us. This is that. Just stop it. It's, all, it's, all I'm, dude, all I'm thinking about is just the money in the banana stand. There's always money in the banana stand. Yeah, there is. Uh, don't burn down the banana stand. There's literally $150,000 lined inside the walls. Um, but anyways, I, I love that show. We can talk about it all day. Uh, but moving on, Gables. Um, I don't really have much else to talk about. I think... Uh, yeah, we'll just. I don't. Really, we don't need to talk. About it. I have like other news, like small story, news stories. But we can move on from that, Gables. Uh, let's move okay. on to what we've been playing. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go real fast, Gables, because I haven't. Yeah, go ahead. I haven't had a lot of time to play a lot. Um, I've, it's been busy all week, and then today's been fucking nuts. Deal with a lot of shit, like I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Um, so I've only played a little bit. I played Tunic, 
uh, that just came out on Game Pass. Okay. I didn't realize. I, I knew it was coming. To, I knew it was an Xbox exclusive. I didn't realize it was. A, it was coming to Game Pass though, because. Uh, but it, it ended up coming out Game Pass Day One. Uh, Tunic is the uh, cute fox game that looks like uh, old school Zelda, but it's got some like Dark Souls to it. Where uh, yes, could be. Um, people were talking about it's rather difficult. I was listening to some reviews about it because I, I wanted to hear people like how difficult it was. People were saying like people that are like hundreds of hours into Elden Ring, and that are huge uh, Dark Soul fans are talking about how how this game is incredibly hard. So I'm like, oh well, fuck. Um, but not like oh. the the world part itself is isn't too bad. It's the boss fights get incredibly hard. Like uh, kind of like um, as I was playing, I was think I I did fight one boss, um, and I was able to beat him. Um, but um, the, the thing I thought about a lot was that uh, Kana Bridge of Spirits that came out last year. That game was beautiful and it's fun as hell to play. Uh, just going through like the world part is it's, it's challenging, but not like hard at all. Like I would say it's closer to easy than it is like hard. Um, but like you get, then you get to like the mini bosses, the boss fights and it just ratchets it up like 50 fucking levels. And it's all like, how did this get so hard? Like it's not that fun. Like you get gradually better. No, it just goes from like, Oh, I'm, you know, it's, I'm having a good time. I'm fine. I then fuck you. Like I'm going to destroy you kind of shit. Like it's, it's that, it's just that garbage. Um, it's just not good. Like progression type stuff where, you know, you, the point of like, you know, obviously you fight this shit to get slightly better and grow better as you go. Um, and that game, this game kind of is the same problem. Where like, as I'm like going in the, in the world, uh, it wasn't super hard. Obviously like over, if you fight a lot of guys over time, uh, cause in the beginning you can't heal or anything, uh, um, at first, um, without finding like torches, which are, can be spread out pretty far. Um, so like over time you can eventually like that. It's more difficult. Like, fighting guys for us it's kind of like going out with in the wild like going like in with like your pokemon with no potions it's like it's not hard but you're taking a little bit of damage over time and eventually you're gonna you all your pokemon are gonna faint if you don't if you don't heal and that's kind of this this game is like you could fight 50 guys and they're all pretty easily individually uh but you know taking a hit you can only take a handful of hits and then you die and that was gonna be issue but then i got to that boss fight and he just fucked me up uh i ended up beating him i'm like it's like my it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like 100 attempts, but it was probably like 15, 20 tries before I finally beat him. Uh, but um, I got to the point, Gables, where so if you die, you have to go back and collect your soul, like your your souls, which is like you get coins when you kill people and you kill enemies. Uh, and then if you if you die again before you retrieve it, you lose them all. Uh, so I put about an hour into this. I died. I went back. Uh, I got right up to where my like souls were. Uh, I died. Uh, and I uninstalled the game. Uh, I was very mad. It did not go well, Gables. This is why I can't. I, I I'm happy this game came to Game Pass, Gables, because I was breaking on like maybe I should get, maybe I should buy Elden Ring. Uh, and this game reminded me why I will not like Elden Ring. Uh, and I will not like Souls games. because uh, this game is very good. I will admit this game is very good. I love the art style. It gives me like Link's Awakening, re- the remake that we had uh, pre- a couple years ago gives me those kind of vibes. Yeah. Uh, the game is very pretty. I like the music. I think the combat is pretty good. Uh, people were comparing it to like Hyperlight Drifter uh, or Death Story from last year. It is not that though. Those games like it's, it's very it's a much slower game uh, than those. And I don't like the fact that like it has like that old like uh, Link's Awakening uh, on Game Boy thing where you have to like go into the menus to like attach items to certain buttons. 
which is very annoying. Oh, I see what you mean. Be- because we have a lot more buttons now, Gables. I don't know if people know that. Uh, there's a lot more buttons on an Xbox controller uh, than there was on a Game Boy controller. Um, or a Game Boy, uh, that is. Uh, but we're still doing that uh, in this game. Uh, so that was kind of annoying. Uh, it doesn't pause when you have to switch items, uh, which I found out the hard way. Oh. Uh, so that was fucking annoying when I died because I went to go switch something and I didn't realize it didn't pause. Um, they do have some like accessibility stuff. And I use quotations when I say that. Uh, their accessibilities are like, so you have a stamina bar, which uh, okay, you know you use when you if you lose if you get the dodge if you dodge roll or you swing your sword, uh, lowers and you gotta let it refill. Um, you could turn that off if you want to. So if you want to just like play the game like you would like a Death Sword app or the Drifter, where you can just Roll as many times as you want, but just much slower and not as good. Uh, you could do that in this game, um, which is that's kind of cool. I did turn that off after a little bit. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of annoying. I don't want to do the thought. Um, but then the other option is there's two options. There's that one you can turn the same on and off, and the other option was you can turn off uh, damage. Turn off damage. Yes, that's the two options. Okay. So you go from normal, like normal, and this game is normal, to just you know, turn off damage. You can just walk through the game, um, which sucks. I think um, I talk about this all the time. Gables. Uh, I don't want to hear about get good. I don't want to hear about ooh easy mode. Break the game. Uh, fuck you guys. We don't need to have easy, normal, hard. It's such an old thing. Uh, <laughs> Celeste exists. Um, Celeste perfected what I think gaming could be in a world. Um, I use, we talk about like all the accessibility options that um, we see from a lot of like Ubisoft games, Microsoft games, and PlayStation games the last few years. Um, they, they can do people that just actually need help. But then we see accessibility with like a uh, difficulty with sliders. Like we play Dodgeball Academia. We can uh, raise lower damage, whatever. You can, you can, so many options you could do to like uh, change the difficulty if you needed to. Uh, and like, like I said, Celeste perfected how you can change difficulty for people. Um, and I don't want to hear it anymore. Uh, so I thought that was pretty shitty, because like I want, I really want to play this game. I think this game is very good. Uh, I just don't have the time or patience uh, for the whole like, ah, oh, you die, you lose all your soul shit if you don't get your get back there. So that's a, that was a big game breaker for me. It's like I don't really want to do all that. And then the boss fights are, uh, I, I don't mind difficulty in boss fights. Like I love Death Store. I loved Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, but I loved it. Like if you died, you boom right back in that boss fight. Just keep going with the flow. You die in this game, you gotta. It takes you back to your last torture at the closest torture is like a minute, forty-five seconds away from that boss fight. We have to go through all the enemies that you killed previously to get back to that fight, uh, or you have to like fucking dodge all of them to get to the, like we have to get, which is kind of annoying. I like the hyper like the death store and hyper drifter mode where like I died, I continue that flow. And, you know, like you're not breaking that flow you're in. Of like, right. you know, uh, and that, that was very annoying. Uh, but I think the game, I think, like I said, I think the game is very good. I just don't, this is not a Tyler game. That's what I'm saying. Um, and I feel like it's cool they have accessibility uh, option you can click on in the in the option menu. Uh, but that's not accessibility. I feel like that's pretty lame accessibility. And then the other thing I've been playing uh, is I played the Mario Kart 8 DLC uh, that came out mm-hmm. on Friday. I picked up the DLC pack. I, did, I didn't buy the expansion pack because I'm still boycotting that. Uh, I just I paid the twenty five bucks to get the uh, the exper- the uh, not the expansion pack but the DLC booster pack I think is what they're calling it. Um, mm-hmm. 
I played the. I just I've only done the 50 cc of both. I did the 100 cc of the first uh, cup because they they came out with two cups, um, and I think three of them are like Mario Kart Tour, uh, which is the mobile version. Uh, there's a couple like there's a 3ds one, a 64 one, a DS one. I actually had my uh, all time favorite racetrack from uh, from Mario Kart, and it's Shroom Ridge from the DS one, which the DS Mario oh, Kart okay. is my one of my all time favorite games. It is the game I put the most hours into easily in my entire life. Um, any more, more than any individual Madden by far. I played that game constantly for years. I the, the, the shit I would do in that game to give myself a challenge uh, is disgusting. Um, but yeah, I love that game, and that was one of my favorite tracks in that game. And I was incredibly excited when I saw that when I uh, when I went to go play the 50 CC. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm, that's the, yeah, I'm definitely playing this one first. Uh, so I had a blast with that one. Uh, I think they're very good. Uh, the you know like it's cool seeing like I never I didn't really play Mario Kart Tour. I checked it. I think I played the tutorial. Uh, right. You know, a lot of the maps are actually based off of like like you have Paris, like their actual individual like cities and stuff like that. There's another one in there that's like a Ninjas something, Ninja Hideaway or something like that. Uh, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, I like the I like the maps. They're not like I don't know. They're not like they're the the, the Mario Kart Tour ones are kind of like. They definitely would be like the bottom of the barrel of like Mario Kart tracks, but they're still pretty good. They just don't like. There's not like nothing like Mario Kart about them. There's no like Mario about them, uh, but uh, they're fine. I do think it's kind of a bummer. They're just remasters of these, um, of the of these old tracks. They're not like full fledged like they didn't tie them into like the anti gravity stuff or the yeah is anti anti gravity yeah. Uh, stuff that like you don't have like anything like that in these like we've seen from like that was like the whole shit of uh, Mario Kart 8 but it's just I'm just happy to have more Mario Kart to play uh, right. I, I talked about this when they announced this initially 25 bucks to, to go back to Mario Kart uh, six times at least I'm going to play these I don't know I'm not, I'm not going to like play them a ton I'm going to do the 50 cc's 100 cc's and probably the 150 cc's uh, and then probably be done with them but it'd be, I'm just excited to go back to these things for a couple, you know, maybe six to eight to ten weekends uh, for the next uh, year or so where I haven't touched Mario Kart myself. Uh, well, at least when I'm playing, I'm like, if there's not other people around, if I'm just playing games myself, I'm never going to go to Mario Kart. But I'm excited to, like, for the first time in, I don't know, when the game launched, I guess, uh, 2017, uh, to go back uh and play this play these games uh, again. I, like I said, I'd rather pay twenty five dollars for forty eight new tracks than pay sixty dollars for fifty new tracks or whatever it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, I think that, uh, they're they're very good. Like I said, it's twenty five bucks. Uh, if you don't uh, already have it, or if you don't have the expansion pack, I think it's very good. If you have, I mean, if you have a Switch, you have Mario Kart. We see the sales del- We see the sales numbers. If you have a, you have a Switch, you fifty fifty chance you bought Mario Kart. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, 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 I'm just so happy to be back in a Mario Kart world because I love Mario Kart. But that's all I've been playing, people. What about you? All right, so continuing with more Elden Ring, I am now over 50 hours played into this game. Jesus Christ. I am pretty close to level 200 in regards to this game. So you're like, you're like a third of the way there. <laughs> I know I'm more than a third, but, uh, I have ended up doing a little bit more of a research in regards to character build stuff, and I did realize that uh, after a certain extent, there are certain stats 
that don't increase as much and stuff toward, you know, there's basically irrelevant past a certain point that you go through and do a bunch of investments instead of this particular stat. So 80, that if you don't level anything, if you don't invest more than just 80 or something like that, you should be good. Especially if it's like, say, for uh, stamina stuff. Actually, for stamina stuff, you can't really go past 50. And the reason why is because of the diminishing return stuff. So I think it just caps out like a soft cap at about 50. So in terms of like soft cap stuff, you know, vigor would be like 40 in that regards. It just depends upon the particular stat. But how I got my character selected, like right at this moment in time, its build is like, okay, you got 40 in vigor. You got uh, 22 inside of uh, the whole like magic and stuff 60 in strength 80 in dexterity i know it's overkill for the strength and stuff but but uh in regards to intelligence it's like 20 faith is very low it's like around nine arcane eight but the fact remains is my whole idea in terms of my character build and for elden ring was to go with a fast character like fast attacking character and stuff that was able to hold a lot of uh a lot of weight in terms of, like, weapons and armor and stuff. But what I will say is, I have definitely fought a bunch of bosses, exploring so much more in regards to not just the Atlas Plateau, but also in terms of, like, uh, the southern portion of the map past, like, uh, the initial starting area. What I did like in regards to... Elden Ring so far is uh, I'm now at that point to where I feel like I can initially go to specific places without fearing too much of dying. <laughs> but like I was stating before, I'm like getting close to like level 200 stuff, right? And so in regards to like getting a whole bunch of runes and stuff, I can do it fairly easy now because uh, in order to do like the grinding spot that I have. It's like, I'm still using the grinding spot with uh, Mogwin's place and uh, just compete, just cycling through leveling up my character that way. But uh, yeah, I feel like I'm at the point now where it's much more easier for me to go forth and explore a lot of the terrains inside of the areas inside the main game and stuff and see what I can find. So I initially went to the Southern portion of, uh, the map past like the starting area and by doing so i managed to go through and check out there was a couple different bosses that i ended up fighting one that looked like it was on almost like a deserted island right and by defeating this thing i got something called the grafted sword which the grafted sword reminds me of the throne from king of thrones because it has all these different swords that are like kind of merged together kind of like yeah merged together right and it's like it's a gigantic great sword and so you can go forth when you when you hold the damn sword and stuff like that. It has a specific type of like a like wind up type of attack when you press L two and stuff. And you have like all this just a ton of damage and stuff. You can go forth and upgrade the sword based upon what type of smithing stones or stomp like somber smithing stones or what the hell you can do the upgrade the thing is to the blacksmith. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool that I came across a grafted sword that is reminiscent and homage almost to like game of thrones. But, uh, in regards to that Southern area in general, I explored all throughout that terrain. I think I came across a couple of different bosses, but, uh, what was fun about that is I did not have 
like a hard time going through that area. Whereas if I would have went there from the beginning after I started, I would have had a hell of a hard time because there's a whole bunch of different mobs of enemies that will go through, gang up on you, and pretty much try to wombo combo you into an effect where you would die if you go through at a weakened state. That's my new favorite Another th- wombo combo. I love that. Yeah, that's something that's been passed around for years in terms of the <laughs> the gaming stuff I've gone through. Sounds it's like, like a, a wombo bad combo. Venereal disease. <laughs> But uh, my initial extent with playing Elden Ring this past week has been me brushing up on improvements in terms of how I've been approaching boss battles and also in terms of how I've been trying to do exploration stuff. So one thing that I've been trying to implement more is becoming a bit more aggressive in terms of when I'm attacking bosses. Especially when I attacked and killed another dragon this time. (laughs) Leave him alone! There's only so many, all right? This time I took out a dragon that was was actually on the bridge. So you have this big old black dragon, right? And this thing has been there from my initial part when I did the first grinding spot that I did for farming runes with that boulder. And so this is the same one to where, this is the same area that's in Kaled and stuff, like near Kaled that area to where there's two bridges one with the dragon on top of it and the other with a like a like a uh, calvary knight or something like that at night this big old black calvary knight or something like that both of them are powerful mind you i would not advise you going and attacking these things at like a i don't know like a beginner's level or something like that like maybe level 12 or level 15 because they'll destroy you in one hit beginner's levels like level 88 you know you're nine like way too early yeah but yeah be like level like 700 well, that's the thing, though. Well, that's the thing, though. Maybe not up to 700. The thing is, is like when you're doing level up inside of Elden Ring, you got to not just level up yourself, but level up your weapons, too, from like smithing stones and like somber smithing stones or whatever the hell type of material you can use. Gable, I so really part appreciate of the initial. I'm sorry to cut you off. I really appreciate these weekly discussions of Elden Ring because the more you talk about it, the more it's like it makes me like remind me, yeah, I won't like this game. Go ahead. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine too you know it's like there's definitely gaming experiences to where it's not for somebody you know and it's, that's perfectly fine too that's what makes the gaming industry great is because there are a bunch of different experiences and stuff that caters to maybe a specific type of gamer that wants to do this or wants to do that and stuff and that's perfectly fine yeah but i just got, uh, I just got fomo real bad but go ahead yeah yeah no problem yeah no problem but uh, in terms of what I was stating, though, it's like when you're going through an Elden Ring, the one major misconception that I had going in is like, okay, I level up my character to a certain extent and stuff, and I can immediately go through and overpower a bunch of different enemies. No, that was further from the truth. Because when I started getting up past, like, uh, level 100 stuff, I still kind of felt like I was underpowered. And the part of the reason why is because I was not leveling up the weapons I was using through the blacksmith. And by doing so, what I needed to do was just try to collect and farm a whole bunch of different smithing stones. And some of the best things that I did was going through different tunnels through certain areas. I cannot remember the first area, but there is definitely there is definitely like these particular types of bells you offer at a vendor inside the round table esque hub area that you go through in Elden Ring that'll allow the availability of buying these specific smithing stones from like one to nine based upon what bell you give it 
Same thing with the somber smithing stones. In regards to that, though, inside the somber smithing stones, I actually went through and got smithing like the somber ones, like four and five, but going through another tunnel, right? And before, like a couple weeks back, I was saying that I went through this particular tunnel to get one, like a previous bell and stuff for like doing the offerings to the vendor. And it's like one of these, like these diamond sort of like bosses, right? Towards humanoid, right? It's completely made of diamond and its weakness is blunt weapons. So heavy, blunt weapons. But for this one, there's two of them. But one has chakra, like chakra weapons, you know, like these ring type of attack, like weapons and stuff that it just throw, okay. tosses at you, just kind of flip back. And the other one has more like a lance or something that'll immediately just try to just pierce, just try to stab you with like, with the rapid succession and stuff, where you have to go through and try to avoid them. Now, for this type of boss and stuff, what uh, I ended up looking up and stuff, it's like for the one that does like a lot of the, the stabbing motions and stuff like that, if you could parry them, if you could parry this boss and stuff, this one boss, like distract the other one with your summon that you got, and then all of a sudden try to do like a parry or something like that, and just get a whole bunch of heavy weapon, like like smashes in, That'll go and trigger like a vulnerable state for the boss because the thing is with any enemy inside this game, you could do a specific amount of it like a heavy like heavy attacks or whatsoever, and it will lose its pose, like its posture. And basically it'll trigger like a vulnerable state to where if you go to a certain like a certain like angle or something like that, you could do this this automatic sort of like uh Almost like a super, like a super attack here, or like a critical strike, and then the thing will go through and just lose more HP than it would have initially if you just went through and just started, like just routinely just slashing at it. But uh, after defeating these two bosses, after doing a combination of distracting one with a summon and like focus on the other one, try to take it out with heavy strikes with the with that big old grafted sword that I got, <laughs> I end up getting that. Uh, the somber smithing bell, I think it was like number two, and it was good for like numbers like four and five. But yeah, like I was saying, for the smithing stones in general, there are two types, and it's generally one through nine, which will allow you to level up your specific like weapons that you want. And this is only for weapons, mind you. From like plus one all the way up to, I think the max is like plus 20 something, 26 or whatever. I don't know. I have not maxed out a weapon inside this game. I may if I find I may if I find the right bells to go forth and offer. But no, I'm gonna move on in regards to other things inside of Elden Ring because I thought I'd share a couple different stories here. And it's from two different areas. Two different areas of the same region, which is the Atlas Plateau. The first one has the resolve of being inside of like there's a windmill area. There's like this village inside the Atlas Plateau, to where you have a bunch of different windmills, and, like, you come across this village, right? And so I come across this village, I started walking into it, and all of a sudden I see a bunch of these these uh, villagers and stuff, they're dancing, right? And they're dancing right in the middle of the village and stuff. They look like, they look like a bunch of ladies or something like that that have, like, veils, like, like all these flower veils or something like that over their heads and stuff. They're like just doing their little dances or something. They, you see, like, were they dancing kinda, to kinda... hungry like a wolf? No, no, they were just basically they were basically singing like a la 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 or some of that sort. Just some 
kind of like crazy sort of like happy sort of dance and stuff like that but uh before you get a chance to meet him there's like a no no safety dances inside this game i would laugh my ass off if they mention a safety dance after going through a bunch of dangerous shit in this game i guess it makes sense that uh, everybody's dying in this game would be really dumb if they had a safety dance but go ahead sorry yeah really but uh i come across this the spirit of this ghost right and i talk with this ghost and basically it starts reenacting like uh, the last moment before it passed on in its real life which was like oh hey it's like like no my skin and my skin well, no no it's like my uh not my skin but what was it oh no it's like it's like i'm dirty i'm swear i swear blah 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 and so on and so forth it's kind of more or less a kind of like uh surmising that he was skinned alive quintessentially inside of this village and so as i'm going through and i'm going further inside this village these these ladies turn violent right their eyes start glowing red right and so i'm taking out all these these like freaking like uh these possessed like demons or something like that in this village and then once i get to the center of the village i come across one of this like almost like a higher priest sort of like uh demon right and it's like it's dressed in all white and it's humanoid and it's like about 10 feet tall and it has a lance it has no it has a dual lance you know how like they do lightsabers and stuff inside of star wars and stuff like that it was moving with a dual lightsaber it was doing like a dual saber type of thing darth maul and uh dude this boss battle was kind of fun because it was like he was doing all sorts of various like motions in regards to like just like uh like how they do in star wars and stuff to where it's like they just go through an attack and like different acrobatic motions and stuff and then all of a sudden you have to try to pause in specific increments and stuff and with me how i'm positioned with my character and stuff every time i'm waiting for like a different moment I go and do, I press L1, it does like a double attack with my double scimitars and stuff, just go through and just do a bunch of different type of combos. Each time I hit, I build up the blood, like uh, the bleeding meter in regards to the boss and stuff. So once I fill that up, more health goes down. And basically after about like a couple minutes and stuff, I beat this boss. And it was super fucking cool because afterwards I got its weapon. I got its weapon, and I'm going to level this damn thing up, and I want to try this damn thing out. Something I really like about this game is you can come across these awesome weapons sometimes after defeating bosses, sometimes just exploring different ruins, and uh, you never know what you're going to freaking get. (laughs) But uh, yeah, the Grafted Sword being one, this Lance being another one. But then afterwards, I decided to leave this village after exploring the the full extent. I... Tackled a couple other type of little miniature bosses and stuff that were on these little medallions, like in the, in like the specific portions of like another area and stuff. But uh, inside the same Atlas Plateau area, I come across the forest, and this is the type of forest I think I've mentioned before in regards to previous weeks and stuff. To where I come into this forest and I come across like the thicket inside the middle of the forest, and I see these almost humanoid type of creatures that have elongated heads and stuff that have cloaks, and uh, they're basically speaking gibberish inside of their own language. And I come across a ruin and where, like, four or five of them are, like, huddled and just talking to one another, you know, in, like, sort of this, uh... It kind of like this crazy, uneasy sort of, like, uh... 
like muttering to one another. And it's like they're communicating with each other, doing this and doing that and stuff like that. So I try to avoid them and I started going a little bit deeper until I come across the boss version of one of these. And it's 10 feet tall. It's called Wormface. Right? And so I'm battling Wormface. And what was one of the attacks this thing has? It has an attack to where it will shoot out this mist that causes something called Death Blight. And if you... Basically, what this does, it fills up a t an entire meter where you can have instant death. And so I died once because of not realizing that this meter was building up. Mm. And I instantly died through this fucking mist. But... This was one of the most like unnerving boss battles I've played in this game so far. And the reason why is because when I tried to avoid this thing and tried to get around it with like my my mount and stuff like that, this thing started running at me, right? And not like a usual type of run. It was running like almost like a full sprint, like how a runner would do. But instead of like with its arms wailing or whatsoever, it started running with its hands like it's things like this. <laughs> the hands were like this and its head was like going forward and stuff like that. It's like, oh shit, no, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, it was so... And the thing about it is like, this boss was so unnerving because of the movements and like the muttering and all this other type of shit. But after initially dying to this boss once, I went through, I beat this boss and it was pretty fucking cool. I gotta admit, it's one of those few boss battles in this game to where I can immediately remember specific types of moments like elements that I felt while going through and battling them granted this boss was difficult to a fault but it wasn't overly challenging like it could have been if I would have faced it like towards the beginning portion of my adventure the last boss which I will go into is something of like a last area stuff that I had initially did before I started going back into grinding again and that was there was a place where Inside of one of the areas, inside, ah, I forget now where, but there's an underwater area, right? And so I'm investigating this almost like an underwater stream, these underwater channels, these caverns and stuff, and I come across these large-ass ants. There's ants in these games, right? They're gigantic fire ants. They're like freaking huge. They're all hairy and crap, and you have to go through and try to get past them and try to get past into the tunnel and stuff. There's different type of channels and stuff you can divulge into. You can go one way or you can go another. I try going to the right, but I end up going through a dead end and stuff because there's like a waterfall, but I can't get up this waterfall. And so I go the exact opposite direction. And while taking care of like a big old like colony of ants and stuff all my along my way, I come across one. I come across this boss room, right? And it shows tidbits of this during the game's loading screen. From time to time. I've seen it like throughout the like almost 50 hours I had played this game. So okay, there's this one area here where it's like this loading screen. But finally I came up to it. And let me tell you something, Tyler. This is one of the most unnerving fucking boss like uh like this initial area, right? You could feel that there was a boss battle coming, right? But all throughout this particular area underwater there's these skeletons that are sticking up these giant skeletons like throughout the ways like here and there and everywhere around this thing and there's a giant freaking skeleton sitting on top of a like a, a throne 
And the thing about it is, you don't fight that thing on the throne. No, there's something else that pops up in, out of the ground and stuff that you initially fight. It has a lightning attacks, right? And it has a like a it has like a dragon type of name. I forget initially what it was, but Bart? this no, it wasn't Bart. But uh, it, it it was like a play upon the word dragon, and basically what it was is a gigantic boss battle and stuff where I'm battling against this big old epic dude that it's nah it has these incantations where it's just shooting like lightning attacks at you and so here i am i go and i beat this damn thing the first time but i almost die while doing it and it played into the role of where i had been following some advice of uh like other players online to where it's like you gotta be you gotta be aggressive and really on some of these enemies because if you're not if you try to dodge or be super conservative and super defensive, you'll get punished fairly easily. And this is one of those extents to where I went full in and stuff, dodging when I could, but just going through and wailing on this boss until eventually I beat this boss, right? And I've earned this incantation to where I shoot these freaking lightning bolts. But because I am not focused upon building up my faith stat, a lot of these incantations I can't use because... I'm I only have like nine points invested inside that and I have not touched this stat throughout this entire game because I've been focusing more on dexterity or vigor or endurance. Satism. You know uh, no, I wouldn't say that to the extent. Well you're but not putting like... a lot of, you don't have a lot of faith, obviously, so either an atheist <laughs> or you believe in the devil. So that's the way I'm looking at it. Well, if that were the case I would have a higher arcane rank, which well, no, I don't. <laughs> No, you're not. You're not a, a, a fire type dog from Pokemon. Come on. No, 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 no. But uh, because I'm more of a warrior type of class and stuff like that, you know, it's like I focus more on dexterity and this and that. But yeah, throughout the week, I came across some crazy ass boss battles and most memorable areas. I mean, the windmill village. With a bunch of these dancing, like, uh, crazy ladies and stuff like that. The forest area with a bunch of these, like, worm-faced creatures with a giant boss worm face. Shooting death blights and all this other stuff with sickles and all this other crap. Then going to the underground waterway fighting ants and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden coming across this uh, crazy-ass boss that shoots lightning and stuff. Inside of this almost a morbid sort of underground graveyard. <laughs> dude yeah this game has moment after moment of memorable areas and so many different crazy type of boss battles to where it's it's just one of those type of things where it's like i don't know what else to expect in this damn game i know there are multiple areas i have not explored yet i've explored most of the areas inside of this game that i'm aware of but I still need to unlock a specific island to the east. I still need to go to the snow areas inside the north. And then there's like a couple different areas splotched throughout. But, uh, dude, 52 hours in the Elden Ring. And I feel like I still want to play more of this game, dude. It's yeah. It has that type of effect on you. <laughs> so that's this week. All right, nice. Very good, Gables. I'm glad you're still liking it. Glad you're still enjoying it. Glad, you know, 52 hours, that's a lot. Uh, it's more than anything I put. I, I said in my Madden, it's more than I put anything in, into this year. Uh, yeah, glad, <laughs> glad you're still enjoying it. Can't wait to hear more from you. Uh, you know, 
you only like the main goal is to beat this game. Yeah, you're like you're like four percent of the way there, so you're doing really good. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like like top show, like I said, if you like the show, enjoy it. Please like, follow, subscribe anywhere you're at. If you're watching us on YouTube, please uh, in the show notes there'll be a, uh, a link tree uh, link in there, and that will get, bring you to a link. It'll have a link to everything we're on Facebook, Twitter, Facebook. I already said Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Extra Life uh itunes apple whatever the hell it's called uh spotify all those things it's sitting straight there give us a big follow subscribe all those that really would appreciate if you did that um but until next time i was just i was tyler and i have been colonel gables i will say this <laughs> i will say this man you play yourself some good games you have yourself a fun time and always remember good times will come and go, but I'll tell you what. Bad guys will live forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh too sweet, man. Too sweet, guys. Love you, Scott. Yep.